everybody. Welcome to the Death Culture Suggested Reading Podcast. This week we are discussing My Side of the Mountain by Gene George. Take some time to read the book and join the conversation. As always, if you like what you hear, give us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to get in touch with us, drop us a line at DeathCultureBB on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks and enjoy the show. written by Jean Craighead George in 1959. Um, just to kind of give you an overview of what the book was about. It's about a boy named Sam Gribley. He's a 14-year-old who disliked living with his parents, cramped in a New York City apartment with his eight brothers and sisters, so he decides to run away to his great-grandfather's abandoned farm in the Catskills Mountain. So it just talks about him surviving um, alone in the mountain, Sam learns about courage, danger, and the true meaning of companionship, and he captures it all in his journal. So it's just um, him reminiscing of his year that he spent surviving in the mountains alone. I would say this book is geared towards 9 to 14 year olds. Of course, everyone's able to read it, but I think... That's probably... I think I read it when I was in, like, fourth grade, maybe. Yeah. 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 I was pretty young. So, I mean, it's definitely a good book to read now, but obviously that age would enjoy it more. And also, if you had kids of your own to read it with them, I think it would be a really good book. Yeah. Overall, I really enjoyed the book. Um, My nephew read it a couple years back, and I knew it was one of his favorites, Um, and he got really excited about nature and things at that time and surviving... Anyway, so it was exciting for me to read it, but also um, I got to read it with my kids, and we were able to learn things together through the book. So it was really good. I enjoyed it. It was good. What about you guys? Yeah, I liked it. Uh, I thought it was really cool, kind of the sketches in there in the book. Uh, And then overall, just, I guess, interesting survival stuff I mean it really like it's really informative I feel like in survival skills you know what I mean I mean I wouldn't say it's a manual a survival manual necessarily but it's uh but it is it does have a lot of good valuable information and I mean you know I, I feel like it's pretty interesting anyway just living off land and stuff like that so it's pretty cool so, me, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Like I said, I read it when I was a kid. So, I'm reading it. Read it for the second time. It was enjoyable still. Um, like I said, I, I liked it. I just liked the idea of living out off the land in the mountains. thought it was awesome. So, what are like some big, like you were saying already, Tanner, about how... I guess survival skills that you learn from or what are some big highlights that you think you you got from the book um yeah the the survival skill stuff uh yeah I guess like 
when you think about going out there and surviving, you, a lot of times we think about protein, getting protein or whatever. But uh, it was, I mean, I thought it was interesting how he talked a lot about a lot more about finding plants that you could eat out there, um, and then even. <laughs> well, I don't want to go that far. But even, too, he, he talks about where he's, like, getting uh, scurvy. Like, later on in the book yeah. or whatever, he starts getting scurvy. Becomes a pirate. And, uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so then he really want he starts uh, eating livers and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't know. That, I thought that was interesting. And, I mean, there was a few of those things. I was like, man, that sounds pretty good. But it was pretty cool because it, it's almost essentially saying your body is going to tell you what yeah. you need. Yeah, and yeah since which he, was pretty cool. I know. I really mm-hmm. liked that part, too. Since he was out there and he was able to listen to it, like, okay, this is what I need. This is what I need to eat right now. And then this is what I need to eat later. It's yeah, really cool. which is... I thought it was an interesting thing about the book about how he's very childish in some things. Yeah. Like he's really mature. I mean, he's a kid. He's a, yeah, he's 14. But then also in other things, he's like really mature, like, you know, like he's in tune with his body and stuff like that. Yeah. It's just interesting. Yeah. I know. How she wrote that. Oh, yeah, I liked the line talking about that when he had scurvy or whatever and he says hunger is a funny thing it has a kind of intelligence all 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 its own uh when he when he just all of a sudden wants liver which we i think we do that too i mean we're probably not you know with our i think with uh, which this is going into whatever anyway i think uh maybe the you know, some of the food science things that kind of change what we find palatable changes that. But I think if we were were to live more Natural. naturally, mm-hmm. we would we would be a little more in tune with those things. Like we, Where like our salt body's craving. Yeah, yeah, like salt. You know, you you kind of naturally want want salt when you're when you've sweat a bunch of your, yeah salt and minerals out and, and which I thought was cool too and we might talk about this later but it kind of it was that part uh, <clears throat> kind of reminded me of that that the part where they go find the salt in um, the last Babylon yeah so. which is interesting that those two books were written the same year yeah were they? Yeah. I thought one was written in 50 50- I guess you're right. Both yeah, fifty nine. Yeah. yeah, so it was maybe just in the kind of the consciousness that those ideas of survival, survival maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, other big things, which it's kind of funny, and you guys might agree with this, but well, actually, you said it, Lacey, earlier. Uh, is how it gets. It, you know, it, it's mostly nuts and bolts in the beginning. Um, and just like, I lived this way and I did this and I, you know, I mean, it's still really well written. But then in the end, it it gets really philosophical towards the end. 
I mean, I, we can elaborate on this. You might, you guys might want to weigh in on that too. So I won't elaborate too much, but it's interesting. That's just the theme in literature, especially this type of literature. But yeah, uh, but I isn't mean, that what art is? Yeah, yes. but you guys, I mean, you guys felt kind of the same way. I mean, I thought at the end it totally, and that was one of the things I liked about it was that like he had. He had survived, and he was so proud of, like, what he had done. But then at the end, when his family comes back, which is awesome, but really he was pretty, I mean, he was, for the most part, okay without him. I mean, he writes about when he was lonely, but, you know, some somebody always showed up. Yeah. yeah. And then when his family comes back, and he realizes... It's not going to be what it was anymore. It's sad. Well, it's like they took something perfect and then it's going to get ruined. Yeah. Well, it's crazy because it's funny because it is a kid's book yeah. for all intents and purposes up until the till the end. And then it's like... Because I love the very end, though. I do. I, I do, mean, too. The mom is, but I love the end when the mom was like, well, you can't make that decision until you're 18. <laughs> Okay, I just lived by myself <laughs> so for, for a year, year exactly. mom. I know, but I thought, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just funny how it, it came, I guess, full circle. Yeah, there was another line. I, I got, I'd have to, I got to thump through it for a minute, but he's like, well, I, he, and there was a few lines like this, but one was like, well, I guess I have an address now. And uh, he was like, everything seems so normal. You know, he's like, but I felt I like I was back he... in New York. I almost see that he battles with that, though. Yeah. And I think we all do that as people. Do you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like sometimes we think it would be easier to be all by ourselves because then we wouldn't have to. We could do what we wanted to do. Yeah. Eat what we wanted to eat. Do whatever we want to do for by ourselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. It takes... It's it's harder to have relationships. And so just like whenever the his two friends came and they built a guest house in another tree... And he was like, why didn't I fight no? You know, like, why didn't I say no? Don't do that. You know, he's like, he still allowed them to do it. Because I think a part of him, just like he kept wandering down the mountain and meeting people. Yeah. He kept, a part of him wanted to have people and to have relationships and to have community. Yeah. But then the other part of him that wanted to just be alone and and live his life. So. Yeah. It was interesting. Yeah, it was Interesting too, because he he talks about the uh, how he has the conversation in his head with a bunch of different people, which I think everybody does. He, yeah, I think he even says that in the book. But uh, I mean, essentially, he's just creating a false community, you know. Yeah. Because uh, you you want, I think people want different points of view sometimes, you know. Yeah. They want to hear something other than their own opinion, you know. And in some ways, we want we don't want just a, a yes man, which we all can be to ourselves. Um. But yeah, I agree with you, Lacey. I think he he battles with wanting to have people, but not wanting to have people. Can, well, because I, I think he, he I think he enjoys the simplicity of 
like all he really has to think about is eating and stuff and he talks about that at the beginning he like realizes that he spends all his energy trying to get food yeah and it, and then like he has to grow into how many he has to figure out how to be economical with his energy mm-hmm. I can't remember what it is what he was burning he's, out his he's, house. Yeah, he's burning out his house, and he, like, spent up all his energy trying to fix his house, and he didn't have any food. Yeah. And so, it's just interesting, some of the thing. I mean, I feel like it's pretty all-inclusive. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she's addressed pretty much all the yes. issues yeah. of... Survival. For survival, yeah, living in the woods. Yeah. Yeah, and that was, and you mentioned that earlier. I really like that as well, where he was very specific. Like, he would say, you know, my dad taught me how to, and then he would explain, like, how to make a fish hook. Mm-hmm. And, and then she drew a picture of it or whatever, you yeah. know. But it was like a lot of, he was very detailed, but he's like, well, I learned how to do this, so then I wrote it down, and then he would tell you exactly how he did it. Yeah, he took notes on stuff. Yeah, and he took cool. notes on how he did it so that he could remember, because this is his journal that we're reading. Yeah. And so it was very detailed for us as the reader, so we really could see. And um, and so that was really fun for us when we were reading it. It, it was talking about the different uh, plants and stuff that he could eat, and so we got to stop and um, and look up. Um, how to eat the cattails and the dandelions and what part you could and how do you cook it and uh, the kids really enjoyed it so I really enjoyed that part of it being real specific you know yeah. about how he actually did it which was which was really cool yeah because in the book he learned by reading books yeah yeah which is cool which is cool I mean and, and he he would specifically search for something and then learn all he could about it, and then go and try it. Yeah. And then, you know, tweak it if he could, if it didn't work or whatever. And so, uh-huh. um, yeah, it was really good. Well, I, I think that. that's cool is that, like, he went back and wrote his own notes, and he's like, this is what I would do different. It just made me think about, well, why don't I ever Yeah. Sit? I feel like you sometimes you do something and you don't sit back and self-reflect and even write out notes to go yeah. back to. Like, I was, I remember when I was reading it, I was thinking about, I guess I had been working on something, welding something or something like that, and I was like, why don't I ever write stuff down when I'm building something? I mean, because you make mental notes and yeah, you do yes. it that way, but writing it down probably would, help. would be helpful, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's Just good. Just to make you think through so- something. Yeah. Yeah. That is... That's a good point, you know, something that you can refer back to. I've been thinking about that a lot. Uh, I think actually it was, an, it was another book that I think we'll end up talking about that was really making me think about it, but this one too, about, and I this would be in an era where writing letters was still fairly common, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, it wouldn't be as as common as maybe 50 years before that or whatever yeah where they didn't even have telephones but uh and it just made me think you know people great people have kept journals through time you know yeah 
And it's something I've always thought would be a good idea. But, you know, in some ways you lose... It's not that you lose the memories, but the world loses whatever you haven't written down. You know, that. so you have the opportunity to teach people through writing what you've learned down. And maybe, I don't know, maybe that information lands on somebody at some point in the future. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean... And we miss that quality now, definitely. I yeah, think, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's how that's how histories are written. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Is It's through letters and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, I don't know. It just... Reading the the past couple of books that I've read is, have really had me thinking about, man, I need to... I need to probably write things Even if things it's just down. for our kids. You know, yeah. even if it's just future generations of our family yeah. Yeah. of knowing how we did things as a, as as people as a family mm-hmm. and yeah yeah, yeah. but I, I thought uh, I mean I think like you said I, I really love how to I mean she wrote it I guess she she tried to write it like it was his journal or his yeah. you know his yeah. entries so like with the the sketches and stuff like that, which I think is cool. You do that a lot, Lacey. The kind of nature sketching and stuff like that, and then you'll actually watercolor it. But uh, I think that's pretty cool how that was that was done. Mm-hmm. You're able to remember it in different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, like you said it too. I think she had. So it was like practical, and it talked about a journal, but then she had little spurts of, of deeper things within the book. You know, there wasn't mm-hmm. very many, but there was a few of my favorite. It was like when his first night when he went out, um, which first of all, that's so crazy to me at 14. And I, and I know it's because his parents thought he was going to turn around and come back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because how many times, I mean, I know we did as a kid. We said we were going to run away yeah. and pack our bag mm-hmm. and didn't get very far. You know what yeah. I mean? So... I'm sure his parents were like, okay, you know, and then he went and stayed. So, I mean, first of all, that's amazing. But um, this first night when he went out and he couldn't get the fire started Mm -hmm. and and he was saying how he was scared and he cried. But then she wrote, fortunately, the sun has a wonderfully glorious habit of rising every morning. Yes. Mm -hmm. When the sky lightened, when the birds awoke, I knew I would never see anything so splendid as the round red sun coming up over the earth. Yeah, I did. I love that. And I, I mean, and that's so true, you know, even, and he could have that first night turned around and went home Mm -hmm. because it was hard. And how many times do we do that when something is hard? I know I do that personally when something could be a little more difficult than what I thought, although I feel like I'm prepared because, like, he had certain things that he thought, you know, he had the book and he had um, the flint and the steel and, the, you know what I'm trying to say? He yeah. had things that he knew, like, okay, this could work. Yeah. Um, but it was harder and it didn't work the first time as he had planned, but mm-hmm. even that morning he knew, like, something was different. Yeah. In that today is a new day, the sun did rise, and I can keep moving. And so I thought that was, that was really good. So what do you think? What do you think drove him to to not go back home? I don't know. I, I think maybe for me, I think it was probably 
to begin with because it mentions how he's aggravated that he has to share a room with his eight brothers and sisters. And so I think in the beginning it was kind of like determination, pride, like I'm not going back. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm trying to say? I told him I was going. I told him I was going to the wilderness Mm -hmm. and and I want something different. Uh You know? But I don't know. I think you wanted to decide that they that uh, th- they could live on the land or something like that. Yeah. Or just see people. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, what if you let's say you were in that position? What would what do you think? If if I was in that position, what do you mean? Like what, what you, would what, keep me going? Yeah, how do you, how would you get past that first tough night? Would it be defiance, like against you know what I mean? Like no, screw you, I'm gonna get this done. Or do you think it would be? Or do you think I mean, how I far think you I would just, get? Yeah, or is I think it more I would a, just have hope? Like that's the problem. I was like, now I have I'm a little older, so I have the wisdom. I know. The first day is always the hardest, yeah. right? Doing something I'm not comfortable with is always going to feel worse than when I'm comfortable with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So as he got older, to, or as he got more experience in it, he became more comfortable in it. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And then that's when he started becoming more adventurous of what he ate and how he cooked. And mm-hmm. and then just and all everything. sorts of things that he did. Yeah, yeah. it was amazing. And so, yeah, it was, it was, I was thinking, so these are the things, some of the things he did. He, he was, he sewed, he cooked, he built, he He hunted, he preserved food, like he knew how to, yeah, to clean. I mean, there were so many things that I think, could I even do, you know what I'm trying Uh to say? Could I do those things? Yeah. Well, I just thought it was interesting how much he grew up. You know what I mean? Because it's like the, maybe not the ranger, but whoever it is, the first person that comes by and he's like, oh man, I left my yard dirty. I got to make sure I start cleaning up. I gotta yes. Keep, I got to clean up after myself and things like that. Like all of that responsibility when he's really truly having to be responsible for himself, he just yeah. grows into it. Yeah. And it's difficult at first, but then he. He yeah. yeah, I think to go back to what I was saying, you know, that getting through the first night, I think he had, I think he had vision for it, you know, meaning he could see what it could be, you know, and I guess that comes from all the reading that he had done before. That's what I was going to say. I think like, he prepared himself. Like, he knew, he had made the decision, this is what I want to do. And I mean, I guess everybody is motivated by a little bit different things. Some some people just motivate themselves better by kind of that defiant attitude or whatever. Yeah. And then some people, I think, and I think you've said it to me before, Suge, but, uh, you know, he had, he remembered why he started he remembered why he set out, you know. So yeah. I think that was pretty interesting. But also, like you said, he I think that journey even started before because 
because he had to learn those things that you just mentioned. Yeah. He had well, to he went and bought the flint and all that when he was in New York. Yeah. You know yeah. What I mean? And now he had already read books and he had already learned about yeah about a lot of things beforehand mm-hmm. before he even took the first step. Yeah. And it's interesting because you know he was inspired by Henry David Thoreau. Do you see what I mean? And so he did things, and then people can get inspired by him, and I think by writing it down, like you were saying, yeah. passing it on to people, and that's how other people get inspired, by yeah. seeing people and, and knowing that they can be different too. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's interesting too, I mean, which this kind of goes... It, she kind of hits on this at the end but I think I really like that part where he he talks about having a forum of people and it's like his dad and Bando (laughs) and the bird Frightful are having a conversation in his head I don't know there's something and I don't know if I quite pegged it yet there's just something interesting about the psychology of that that whole deal and I guess I talked about it a little earlier you know it's almost his way of creating a false community yeah but it's uh, interesting that it was like a forum yeah. you know what I mean like a like they were having a meeting yeah it seems like they were out. all sitting around in a circle in his yeah. thing but it's like he's taking consideration of what they would say I guess yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. he's Taking wisdom from yeah. what he's learned from them. Yeah. So that, that those the, that's some interesting interesting points. When I think uh, it's it's pretty interesting, uh, like his and Bando's relationship. Just how I mean, it's like a full grown, you know, guy that like you can tell he really respects. Sam's way Sam's way of living that he's out, like actually out there yeah, doing it because he's what I mean? almost jealous of it yeah, that he chose yeah, and exactly. he mentioned that before how he thinks maybe he's sad because he chose a different path in life than yeah exactly he's like oh man yeah. you know what I mean and then he's like willing to learn from him and yeah. things like that I thought that was interesting I also loved how Sam was will giving yeah like he wanted he was yeah, real he compassionate to... any he was real hospitable, you know. Yeah. Anytime anyone, he wanted to cook the best for them, and and I mean, it was an example to me too. I know this is kind of far fetched, but for me, it was an example of being hospitable with what you have. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, it was a small tree, and his food that he, you know what I he mean? Let, yeah. And he, but he sleep was, on his bed. Yes, and, yeah. and he, but and it was it never hindered him from welcoming people. Yeah. And, yeah. and and people love to come there. I mean, for their breaks. They yeah. came to a tree in the woods, and that's because it felt warm. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. It's not, it's not what he had. It was how he was giving it, which I really liked. Yeah, and I guess, because this is what I thought about. I, I was trying to, because towards the end, it really does hit on the, the idea that we, we talk about in all three of our post-apocalyptic books, but uh, about how it, it really comes back to community. But I think the simplicity of that life, too, 
that's what he was torn between. Yes. Is is the complexity that comes with the relationships versus the simplicity of that life. But I think a lot of those people were drawn to that simplicity of the that life and that enhanced their relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah. The simplicity if if they could get past, you know, the complexity of relationships and just kind of well, be... And is it even the complexity of relationships or the complexity of just community, right? So relationships get complicated with things like money and things like that. I mean, let's just take yeah. money for an example. We Like, you've cut that out so mm-hmm. to where nobody's doing anything for money because... You don't need it when all you have to do is just feed yourself. You yeah. know what I'm yeah. saying? And keep clothes on. And and then they were able to help each other. Like Bando yeah. helped make the clay pots and helped make the jam. And, yeah. And then he provided other things. And that's kind of, yeah. you know, and what you did. And like even when his dad came and stayed with him, his dad helped set the traps. And yeah. it's like you're a part of it. You're not just. Right. But it's like I feel like things are going to get more complex which I think did she write uh, like maybe two other books and it was like kind of a series or something I don't anyways when you start adding more people in you're going to need more resources which makes it inherently more complicated yeah people are going to have to start specializing then you're going to have arguments about well I'm the hunter and I'm the gatherer or yeah. something yeah. like that you know what I'm saying yeah and then you, you could tell he was almost sad because he had made friends with the animals yeah yeah and at the end he knew that they were gone because yeah. there were so many people there and yeah. so that was kind of sad but yeah that was good yeah yeah I mean you know it goes it goes to that the point that we've made before too of really you know I well I don't know that we've made specifically this point but you know how how much do you need in life to be happy I guess yeah. you know I mean cause I think that's what it comes down to at the end is there's a balance between relationships and having people and having a community and not having to have all the other things that come with a society. Yeah. You know, because I guess that's the thing is society and community are two different things. Yeah, that's true. Culture and community are two different things. So it's really, you, you know, how do you build a group of people that doesn't turn into a society? Uh, and I don't know if, I mean... I don't know if it's restricting technology. I don't think that's necessarily the case. Because, no. like, I mean, you know, everything an axe is technology, right? Right. A, sh- a shovel right. built out of exactly. Wood, you know, sh- yeah. Shoveled out of wood or uh, whittled out of wood is technology. So, you know, what? How do you? How do you strike that balance between having people and not having it? be so be a society that people 
they essentially end up not getting along in. But I think it, a lot of it more was more than what you really do need. I think maybe do what should. I said I think that it's not having more than what you truly need. Yeah, into which and is against what you think you want. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's a Especially if you've grown up in it, you don't think you want less. But I think the busyness of it too, mm-hmm. like the busyness of the city, yeah, and the family and of the jobs and the and the things. It's like when you get too busy, you're not one. I mean, it's just like what we were saying too. Like when you're when you're too busy and not eating things that are good for you, you don't realize what your body needs. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just well, like, like, like just like you don't realize your body is really thirsty until you're like feeling really bad holy crap I'm really thirsty yeah, you know yeah, I really yeah, need water yeah. and I think if we were not as busy or not as distracted or mm-hmm. not as we would be more in tune to that sooner and I think it goes not only to food and, and things like that too but just being I mean one with who we are I don't yeah. Know, yeah. you know what I'm saying exactly and well, realizing think... like you were saying not not really needing more than what we have, and why are we wanting more than what we have? Well, and think about him, if we go back to earlier conversation, why did he do it? Well, he wanted more space, and I think he just made the decision, as long as I'm not cramped up in that room with eight other people, I'm going to be happy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He just decided what... His, what his measure for happiness was, yeah. and it was yeah. just being able to have more space. Yeah, yeah, we needed. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I think there's something real rewarding about providing for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, go because sometimes. I, I think sometimes in our in modern society we we maybe have a disconnect with the busyness of our lives, so our jobs or whatever. I mean, I think we understand that that's what provides for us, but we don't. It's not really tangibly providing for us. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, there's and a whole like there's a whole system. Yeah. That by which that provides for us and so the immediate like I just killed this rabbit and I'm going to gut it and eat it or I just pulled these plants you know I just pulled these dandelions and I'm going to make tea out of it or whatever Yeah, you know there's something very tangible about that in that it's the providing for, for yourself so it's something it's I guess you just find a lot of peace in that. It just and that's like, what he's, I mean, he says that in here. He says, he's like, someone asked him, why are you here? And he said, the main reason is that I don't like to be dependent, particularly on electricity, rails, steams, oil, coal, machines, and all those things that can go wrong. Mm-hmm. He said, well, is that why you're up here? Well, not exactly. Some men climbed Mount Everest because it was there. Here is a wilderness. Oh, yeah. I love that one. Uh is and then he talks about how we all kind of have our own yeah the, our own place like here's those 
The hawk takes the sky. Exactly. The sparrow, the slint takes the earth. You take the newspaper office and I take the woods. Yeah. And I, and I think that goes back to of not being too busy to realize who we are as people yeah. in our place. That doesn't mean we're all going to look the same yeah. or we're all going to end up in the same place. But I feel like we all end up looking the same. Yeah. Because we feel like this that track is the same track for everyone. Yeah. When it's not. Yeah. Because we're all made different to do different things. Yeah. And being in tune to that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, yeah, just being in tune to, to you. Yeah. To your yourself. Yeah, as an I think so many times. Yeah, I think so many times we don't know what really makes us happy. Yeah. Like we're just doing what. Is supposed to make you happy, not doing what you actually, actually enjoy, or even someone telling you what would make you happy. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Or someone telling you even what they think you should do, or what you should do, what they think would make you happy. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and you know, I guess maybe that's the difference between a society and a community is that a society is beyond the people you know what I mean it's not even really the people it's the zeitgeist of that group of people so it just it takes on a form of its own and so society convinces you that you need this 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 and this to be happy and this is what it what normal looks like and this is you know what your house should look like and what your car should look like. Society convinces you of those things. But community and people can ground you. And, and encourage and, you in what, even how you're different. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And I I pray and I hope that I am like his parents. Sam Griffin's parents. <laughs> that they were, I mean, he waited. I mean, he that waited. That you can neglect your children. <laughs> No, no, I mean, it was a different time, I know, and I, I know, think they I'm just trusted joking. a lot more in him, because I'm pretty sure his dad probably had something to do in helping him, teaching him how to do some of those things. Yeah, I, I don't I'm think I don't think it was neglect to begin, that's right. But, I mean, he did wait six months to go check on him, yeah. so, but, I mean, but I'm saying just the freedom of allowing our kids to say, I feel like this is what I need to do, and them stepping back and saying, okay. We'll see if you do it. Yeah. You know? And if not, the house still will still here. be here. Cause, and if you do, that's yeah. awesome, you know? Because how many people have been stifled? I mean, I know, I, I feel like I've experienced this in my life, but how many people have been stifled from doing what they maybe should do? Definitely. Because, well, that's not, like, let's think realistically. You know, okay, well, yeah, but what's your backup? What's your real plan? You know, well, maybe, maybe my dream, maybe my dream is my real plan. Yeah. And and if if you would encourage me, or if you know, if we we as people encourage our kids, for instance, yeah. To okay, that's your dream. Go out and get it. This is how you work and hard. And our friends. Do you know what well, I mean? Like, like, we encourage our and, friends. Yeah. And, too. and I think sometimes we... I don't know. It, it's people that do... They want the best for you. 
But people are like, you know, they're like, well, I mean, yeah, I get chasing the dream, but I don't want you to, you know, you got to have a plan. I don't know. Do, do you really? You know what I mean? Especially, yeah. like, in Sam's case, it's not him going out there. I mean, it is affecting his family emotionally, but you know what I mean? There's nobody depending on him. Right. It was uh, truthfully when they, like, probably once his dad went out there and figured out that he was okay, he he could kind of relax and be like, whew, yeah. we don't have this extra one to be providing for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I think, to your point, I think, yeah, I mean, what's wrong with the dream being the plan? Why do you have to do... But I just, I think people in trying to look out for you kind of stifle sometimes. It's their fear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Generally it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because somebody will say, oh, well, what about, you know, well, that's a cool thing, but you don't make very much money doing that. Well, whatever. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's just. But as a whole, we need to, I mean, not only for our kids and our family, but... I mean, but just people. It's just people. Yeah. Like, when your friend comes up to you and says, you know, I've really been thinking about doing something crazy, like, I don't know, writing a book or... Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Tell them, yeah. Yeah. Do yeah, exactly. It. Do it. Yeah. Or I've really been thinking about maybe taking a paint class. Do it. Yeah. Or I've really been thinking about, you know, joining the soccer team. Do yeah. it. I cool. mean, let's stop... Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Let I mean... I think just encouraging people in general, yeah, and also to do something different because it's you, okay. Yeah, you get from that you get less people who are concerned with conforming themselves to whatever is typical, and if that's somebody's passion. That's fine. You know what I mean? I mean, there's just, there's some people that feel much more comfortable conforming to the norm. Yeah. Uh, and, Which and, is difficult. I mean, it's difficult for me to understand, but I now realize that yeah. like, some people, that's all that they, they're, that's what they're they like want genuine in what they want yes. is that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is good. I mean, because it makes society work. Exactly. Because not everybody could be like us. Yeah. Well, and that's exactly what he's saying in this book. We, I mean, we all are supposed to be doing different things, you yeah. know? Yeah, I mean, that's boring to me. That thought is boring to me. But, uh, you know, just, just whatever, just being a cog. Uh, and I think as long as somebody is aware and conscious that that's what they're doing and they and that's what they enjoy that's cool I think it's more about genuineness mm-hmm. than actually what you're doing you know what I mean yeah. the novelty of what you do you're doing or yeah. whatever as long as you're being genuine and be, uh, and being your true self and you're not doing whatever you're doing to just fit within society then I think cool do what you want to do yeah. I mean 
you know, obviously some things you want to do may hurt other people, and you got to take that into consideration too. But yeah, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. See, um, what about? I mean, uh, we kind of talked. Thoughts? Well, yeah. yeah, I was gonna say so. uh, there was com- any comparisons that y'all saw. I, I talked about it a little bit about the food thing. But comparisons back to the other any of the other books that we've read. A few thing I mean, okay, so a few things I thought of was, um, I, it's kind of the way Sam learned and, and came back and like tweaked his process or like whatever, the, like Santiago. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I saw that kind of parallels there between that and how Santiago and the old man in the sea was coming back and he's like, okay, I got to do this next time. I got to do this next time. He was making mental notes to himself. Yeah. Which I bet that's been, I don't know why, but like I've been thinking about that quite a bit lately, that specific book. So, uh, that was one thing, and then of course just the whole survival thing between that, between this one, and then uh, the first three books that we did too. You know, they're just they're kind of about survival, but I thought it was interesting in this one because the food that he could find out there in nature was plentiful. You know. He didn't really struggle to go find food. You know, it it seemed like it was always there. You know, he had plenty of it. I thought that was just interesting. It was just a different, kind of a different thing compared to the other books where they're like struggling to find food all the time. Yeah. And I wonder what, I guess what, what I was thinking is what's most realistic I think it's probably somewhere in between, you know? I mean, yeah. I don't think you're always going to be starving, but... Uh, yeah, but think about him as he was, like, willing to figure out and eat anything. He was eating... He tried eating yeah. all the flowers, and he figured out yeah. which ones were good and which weren't. Even and, nuts and... Yeah. 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 And Mark. he, like, stuff... Yeah, he's like, oh, well, this... Uh, Tastes pretty terrible, but if you add, you know, something else yeah. in it, you know, yeah. you know, and it was, in, and it's a good point that he ate different things at different seasons, you know. Yeah, yeah. and he well, and then he cooked things in a lot of different mm-hmm. types of ways. Yeah. Like he would soak. I can't remember what it was. He said he would soak for a day or something. Yeah. And then he'd cook it and it could mash it up or whatever. Yeah. What about your concluding thoughts, Shug? Like I said, I the endings. I like it because she really flipped it and yeah. and brought it to like a little bit higher mind, you know, making a statement. And I really did like that. But also, I'm like, because of course I like write out the rest of his entire life in my <laughs> head, and I'm like, it's. Because I personally wanted it to stay like that forever. Yes. I wanted it to be that way forever. It, and it's cool that he's got his family and his family's going to live off the land on their historic land. Because he but, was almost an inspiration to them. Yeah, so it's that's, like, yeah. You know what I'm and saying? And that is cool. That is cool because 
Yeah. To like live you get and I do that is neat. That's a neat part of the story I didn't even think to mention, but like his dad like could you imagine like Tanner if you if Waylon left I don't know I don't know if he could survive without an iPad or something. No no if Waylon left, and then you went up there six months later, and you found him, and he was covered in skins, and, like, just fine. I mean, how proud is Dad, probably? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He felt like he could take on the world right then. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's that's a cool thing. And, like, his dad learns from him. That's neat. Yeah. That, I think it. that's the big thing. So, yeah, yeah it says, true. let's face it, Thoreau, you can't live in America today and be quietly quietly different. If you're going to be different, you're going to stand out, and people are going to hear about you. I mean, that's that's it right there. Keep reading, because I like that whole and section. And in your case, if they hear about you, they will move, remove you to the city or move to you, and you won't be different anymore. But I also like the part where it talks about, it says, we all had our little patch in the wilderness. We all fought to return there. And it kind of goes hand in hand for me as saying, like we were talking about earlier, that we all are who we are. And we've talked about that, like in the last Babylon. Mm -hmm. You know, we all have our gifts. We all have our place. And we all fight to get our patch, you know, of happiness Mm -hmm. of where we know we're going to fit and be. Yeah. And that it's okay to be different, and it's okay to be, yeah, to be who you are. So yeah, it's good. Yeah, that's it. I just want to leave it there. I mean, yep, yeah, yeah. Let's just leave it there. All right, guys. Um, stay tuned. Uh, for the outsiders next week. Um, and as always, if you like the podcast. Give us a five-star rating or review, and uh, check us out at Death Culture BB on Instagram and Twitter. Later. Later. Bye.